On this week's episode of Bungalow in the Bus, we talk about a new restaurant called Sticky Rice, how Orlando might be the worst city in the world when it comes to cycling, but how Mills 50 might be the best neighborhood in the country. Welcome to Bungalower and the Bus. I am the bus, John Busdecker. And this is Brennan O'Connor with Bungalower.com, your source for hyperlocal news. And we are at the Thirsty Topher tonight. Which is good because I'm thirsty. And I'm a Topher? A gopher? <laughs> What's a Topher? Topher. It's, it's someone's name. Is it's it? like someone called someone a Topher. I can't remember. Uh, is it like a put down? No, I think it was like a nickname for one of the owners back in the day. Ah. Um, oh, it's the name of a show. We have somebody right next to us who's going to tell us. From the oh, 70s show. Okay. All, all right. right, all right. Thank you, nameless stranger. I thought they just spelled gopher <laughs> wrong. <laughs> they were so thirsty. They drank too much. They couldn't <laughs> spell gopher. So we are here at the Thirsty Topher talking all things on bungalower.com, which we do every week. Every here. week here, yeah. We talk about things that are happening in Orlando's downtown bungalow neighborhoods going from where? Winter Park to the north? Thornton Park. Thornton Park, Soto Yodo. College Park. College Park, Winter Park, Paramore, all the parks, all the parks, and, uh, and I'm back. Between. You didn't even welcome me back. I, I how dare you? I, I welcomed you back in my heart. John, right. you were where were you, John? I was in Costa Rica. Costa Rica, for two weeks. That's not even a place. Yes, it is. What does it mean? I, rich Rica. coast. <laughs> does Rica mean rich? I don't know. Rich coast, Costa Rica. Sure, sure. Yeah, I'm not very good with names. As I'm not very good with Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you do there? Uh, tried to speak Spanish. <laughs> uh, lots of things. Went to the rainforest and the the beach and all kinds of stuff. It all was right. fun. Well, I don't want to talk about it anymore because I was here working. Uh, I was ready to come home though. Yeah. Why? Because you hate vacations? No, because I heard uh, I heard that I wasn't on the radio and I needed to get back quickly. Well, Scotty Campbell. No, uh, I'm kidding. Scotty did a fantastic job in my absence. He did pretty good. He did pretty good. I, I thank him. He likes to question me a lot, which I don't like. Yeah. No. no. He, he should know better. That That's right. Just keep it, keep it as it is. Let me say <laughs> whatever inane statement I have. And just let it ride. So I missed a lot while we were gone, but you guys covered it. So what's going on this week, Brendan? Well, we were just, John, you and I were just at that Dinner on Division event. We were. It's oh. called uh, Orlando Together. Orlando Together, which is a, a fl- it's an offshoot from downtown Credo's mission. Yep. Uh, and it's all about what's the I don't really understand what it's about. It's about like racial integration, uh, racial understanding. So it's a new nonprofit that's like promoting interracial communication and, yeah, and, and diversity, and understanding others in the community. So this dinner, John, was uh, it was hosted at the 1010 space on 1010 West Church in Paramore, like the heart of Paramore, really. Uh-huh. Uh, and it was a bunch of people from different races breaking bread together and talking about race relations, gentrification, right? This, yeah, and this was the first event they've they've done, the first big event. And it was all I it was interesting. We lucked out we had a really interesting table. We had a, a fine lady with us. Miss Vinny. When I say fine, she was well, I think she was probably in her seventies. I think she that yeah, I think she said it. Yeah. sixties um, or seventies. But a Liz, gentleman never asks. That's true. Right? And so she was in her seventies, I think. <laughs> lived in Paramore her whole life. Lived in Paramore her whole life, but she was from Philly, Philly, Mississippi. Oh, Philadelphia, Mississippi. That's right. Um, But it lived here forever. Her mom, who's like 90-something, was also living with her here in Paramore. So she's seen a lot of changes. She was to my left. You. Who's that? Ben. Ben. 
Brooke Markle from uh, Florida Frontiers. We love him. Yeah, that was super cool. Uh, the Haddocks, Ted Haddock and his w- young wife. Ted mm-hmm. owns a lot of real estate in Paramore, and we had a facilitator. Yep, More, uh, Mordecai. And so one of the things that came up was this concept of redlining, which I which I vaguely have heard of, but uh, they explained it a little better. I never heard of it. We so it kind of sparked something in me. And I did a little bit of research that night and immediately wrote a story. About it. <laughs> I should have let it stew for a so couple days. So why don't days. you explain a little bit what red line uh, means? It's literally drawing a line on a map, drawing boxes on neighborhoods saying where people can buy property, namely where black people had to live. This was back in the early... In the t- it was in the 30s 19, is like when it officially started. Okay. But, but we had a map of Orlando doing it. They were ahead of the curve on this one. Uh, and they actually called them Negro Zones. Uh-huh. And it's in Paramore where people had to live. You weren't allowed to buy any property outside of those boxes if you were black. Um, redlining, man. It was so weird. And uh, wh- and I somebody brought up, I think it looks the same as the CRA and Downtown Development Board boundaries. Yeah. And explain what CRA is. The CRA folks. is the Community Redevelopment Agency. It's actually a tax district in downtown Orlando where they take taxes from businesses in a certain area and reinvest them back into the community. All right. Like the new Church Street uh, street improvements. That's all paid for with the CRA tax dollars. All right. Uh, the CRA went a little bit into those areas, but the Downtown Development Board... Uh, kind of parroted the exact same boundaries, especially on Division. Division was literally a street that cut the black and white communities in half yeah. in Orlando. And the Downtown Development Board in 2017 still follows that pattern a hmm. hundred years later. Uh, just really interesting. And then I thought, well, I wonder who cares? Maybe it doesn't mean anything. It's just investment stuff. But there was also a map from 2010 that uh, corresponded colored dots with people's race. And you can actually see right down the middle of Orlando, it's blue all on the west, oh, yeah. which is where the black population lives. There is, uh, or green rather, and then down the middle, uh, it was blue representing whites. There was a little bit of red for Asians along Mills 50, uh-huh. and then yellow all on the right, which was for Latinos, Hispanic uh-huh. population. Um, just super interesting. I mean, I mean that that doesn't really surprise me. I mean, if you've lived in Orlando long enough, I mean, I'll bet you could you could probably draw a map right now and tell me where majority right. people live. But when you go back and now you can you, you don't I didn't question why, right? But a lot of those areas on the periphery where the Hispanic populations are living are like newer newish yeah. uh, suburban communities which followed this pattern of immigration, right? Mm. And then uh, and then the blue dots on the, on the western part really were coming from this toehold of these, uh, what they called Negro Zones, John, in Paramore, and then just, like, grew out from there. And then everything that, uh, every, like, all of the investment dollars were, were being pushed into the white neighborhoods. Yeah. It's just interesting. It's interesting to look at. So now... Is now it, what? Now, now are those dollars changing, or they're forcing them to come back into um, the? The city would say no, right? And uh-huh. then, but when after I wrote it, there's a very outspoken person in, in Paramore who doesn't want to be. <laughs> he wants to be nameless, uh, but he will always write into me. Uh-huh. And he wrote, um, "When you think about it, and you think about the affordable home developments that are being put in." Um, 
also in Paramore. Yeah. It's the same thing. You're yeah. you're literally telling people where they can and should live. Uh-huh. Some people might argue and say it's affordable housing isn't uh, racial specific, but I would argue against that. Yeah. Looking at where it is. Like who, you know I mean, that, I, mean? I mean, affordable housing is an issue across central right. Florida. You know where they need it? Everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> Every Main Street district should have an affordable oh, housing unit. definitely. How come there's no Main Street district in Paramore? There was, and I believe Daisy Lynam kiboshed it. Paramore really? was the first Main Street district. Oh, I didn't know that. And she got rid of it. And I would say she got rid of it because if there was a Main Street and there was a voice for grounds, uh, grassroots movements and community development, which is what it's supposed to be about, uh-huh. historic preservation, yeah, you wouldn't see Aunt the Amway Center there. Ah. Uh. Or you probably wouldn't. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, so they're gone. They got rid of the Main Street District, and then you saw a lot of large-scale development happen in that community. Huh. Like the soccer stadium, which I love, but it's it's smack dab in the middle of the the actual Paramore, what is it, Paramore Drive, Paramore Street Yeah, Avenue. it's Paramore. Yeah, um, I just call it Paramore. Cuts it right know. in the middle, you know, in the middle of the community, in the middle of the street. It's crazy. You would never see that. You'd try and do that on Edgewater. True. True. No, you're right. You're right. I don't know. I mean, where? That's probably. It's probably too late for that discussion. Like, where else could they have put the soccer stadium? Well, well, I don't know, man. When you look at it, you're seeing low cost um, property. But yeah. the reason it's kept low cost is because of these zones that were established that wouldn't let them wouldn't let that property increase uh-huh. in value. And that was sort of the, the talk that we had at this Orlando together dinner that these zones were created so people who wanted to buy houses had to stay there right. and they couldn't even get a loan to go anywhere else. They wouldn't even approve the loans. Trapped. And then when you sell it, you're not going to make any money off of because it. This isn't collateral. Only certain people can buy it and right. sell it. And you're really just swapping. Yeah. And this uh, isn't a. We should we should mention this is not just an Orlando specific no, thing. This, is, this is a nationwide thing. But we're still dealing with it. Yeah. Um, and then people who couldn't sell those homes abandoned them. And when you have tons of abandoned properties, they eventually just get torn down, right? Or you know? get bought up by somebody who doesn't do anything with mm-hmm. them. That, or maybe they're selling things out of there that they shouldn't be, right? One, one of the big issues where I grew up in Detroit was people will buy houses and just wait. Until something happens and so instead of putting any money into it wanting to like improve the neighborhood they just say oh i'll just wait 20 years bef- until this gets better and so it just you know the, sure. the property goes down and 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 like like the whole sure. property goes down but the value stays the same and eventually the hope is soccer stadiums will get built so, and, yeah, and a high rise get, and right, all right. that and then oh wait a minute my property i bought for ten thousand dollars is now worth a hundred thousand dollars and i did nothing to make it that way the city is interesting that like with for lots like that downtown that are just empty uh, they're trying to do interim park uses, ah. like that one at Robinson. I think you were gone for that, but there's on the corner of Robinson and Orange, where I've always wanted to do an outdoor movie event. Uh-huh. But Dr. Phillips Charities didn't like my idea for <laughs> uh, a pop-up outdoor internet video festival. <laughs> uh, they're gonna lease it to the city, and the city is gonna do an outdoor projection park. Huh. Hopefully, cool. Yeah. So just interesting. Just that's I can't stop thinking about it. Um, a lot of discussions are coming out of that story. Like I didn't know that the police swoop in before soccer games and shoo people away from the streets before yeah. everybody comes in from downtown. Who told you that? 
uh, legit a property owner. Uh. And then I asked, you know, tongue in cheek with our people who are at our table, have you ever seen this? And they all had. Huh. They had all seen that happen. Like, it's just a given. Um, that's just something to watch, man. It's just an interesting way to treat a community. You yeah. could not see that happen anywhere else. No. Let's say something nice, though. What do you got? Um, Lou Gardens. What about it? 70% open after the uh, Irma damage. All right. I was gone two weeks, and so it's nice that they're <laughs> cleaning up just getting for their you. stuff together. Finally. They're waiting for FEMA. Which I think waiting for FEMA should be, that'd be a great name for a novel. <laughs> a very long novel. A long novel. Um, John, they're waiting for FEMA to come and, and clean it up. There's a whole section that's the 30% park is where they have those huge trees that come off of, what's the street in the back of Lou Gardens? Oh, the I don't southern know. side of it. I don't remember. Um, they call them hangers or widow makers, all these branches hanging up in the trees still that could fall down and hit you in the head and kill you so you can't go back there you cannot go back there or you could i guess if you really want to just <laughs> don't uh they're open but they're getting ready for this big lego bricks exhibit that's gonna be happening in january they need some sponsors they do and i uh i'm on their board so i gotta help them out and they have three sculptures that need to get sponsored there's these life-size deer made from legos, legos. You can sponsor that and get your name on it. There's a giant butterfly and a flower. You could do that one. Oh, that sounds nice. There's like a face and hole one where it looks like you're in an ant farm and then your body's like an ant. Oh, that's pretty cool. Pretty funny. You know, I really grand. like their dinosaur exhibit. I they love their like dinosaur exhibit. Ago. They got 85,000 people. That's great. That's amazing. Yeah. That it increased their attendance by like 120%. Probably the story I did when I was at Wesh that put that them helped. over the top. I want to oh, say yeah. I did a little Facebook live. Oh, trip. okay. That was I probably got like too. 10 people. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm sure it was Wesh. It's a combination helped. of both. Yeah. So if you're interested in that, just go to bungalore.com. We just wrote about it. You'll see a beautiful uh, photo of a Lego peacock begging for you to click. And uh, and sponsor. Speaking of hurricane debris, Brendan, mine got picked up this week. Did it really? It did. All the bagged stuff or everything? Everything. I didn't bag anything. <laughs> Not my job to bag it. Did you have to rake too afterwards? No, they got everything. They did a good job. All right. I mean, I raked everything to a big giant pile, <laughs> and then they took it. The only I, thing they didn't take was the was the stuff that I wanted, like the the. Like the stuff I didn't want in my yard anymore, uh-huh. like uh, like some cement pavers. <laughs> I was like, just take it. No, they didn't. I was like, the hurricane no. did that, but no. I just want to get rid of they it. They got to grind it up. You're they gonna, didn't take it. They'll ruin their grind. My neighbor let me throw it out in his dumpster. We, uh, <laughs> I was so tired of looking at my pile of branches, I made it into a nest, and I put a big pink egg in the middle of it. Really? Yeah, so it's a sculpture now. Is it still there? Uh, yes, it is. Really? Scotty's afraid it's never going to get picked up because now it's not like a neatly piled Oh, they'll pick it up eventually. Just wait them out. Right? (laughs) (laughs) I've been adding things to it. I just cut down some bamboo, put it in there. It gets bigger and bigger as time goes on. I'm sure there's snakes living in it. That's true. Uh, It was nice to see him take it, though. Yeah. I appreciate it. So long debris. Only took a month and a half. We're actually selling in our our shirt shop, our online Orlando shop. We have a shirt on uh, camo. And it says yard waste. So you could go as yard waste for Halloween. No, I like that. If you need a last minute, yeah. last minute idea. My wife and I, we thought we would go as uh, the TV show Pimp My Ride <laughs> as a Halloween costume. Okay. I don't know. I Who's the I was, ride? I was going to dress up as a car. Okay. And she was going to dress up as a host. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say pimp. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what you're going to do? No, I don't know. No, I love Halloween. I do too, but 
You know, I will say, of all the places I've ever lived, Halloween in Orlando is ridiculous. It's didn't you just do this huge thing for visit Orlando? I did, I did, but but I didn't really feature much downtown Orlando. Okay. But I have so much fun downtown on Halloween. I don't dress up, I just walk around. We've got a breakdown of, of events with like big prize packages that I'll talk about during Do our event really section. give that money away? I'm always yeah, like I'm three grand. Sort of, really, three grand? That just seems like a lot. I like to go to Parliament has like a great you have like uh, an eight thousand dollar prize at Parliament House. Yeah, it's gigantic. I went the first time I went there. There was this person. Someone did My Fair Lady, like this huge costume in drag, and it was all made from playing cards. Wow! Like so, this huge elaborate. Like he must have not had any fingerprints anymore because <laughs> he was gluing everything, huh. for, hot gluing. But just extravagant. I love going to uh, Parliament House for Halloween. Just I just I, whenever I used to live downtown, I don't anymore. But when I would, even now, you know, we will just go down on usually that Saturday night before Halloween is okay. when it's like the craziest, and just sit there and really just watch everybody because there's <laughs> there's some pretty good costumes. And my two favorite, co- I'll say, like there was one time I saw like these seven people together, and. When they were apart, you really didn't really get it. Like, sure. Like, what are they doing? But then they all posed together, and when they posed, I was like, oh, I, I get it. Like, I get it. They were all different stages of Britney Spears, <laughs> and it was just this ridiculous <laughs> costume. But my favorite costumes <laughs> during Halloween are, like, the people that kind of try but are really kind of crappy costumes. Uh-huh. Those are my favorite. I, th- I think so. <laughs> Uh, those are my favorite costumes where they're just like, oh, you know, I, I, I tried to do it, but it really wasn't that good. Sure. I think those are hilarious. What's your worst costume that you've ever done? I'm just not like I just don't really like I like Halloween, but I just don't put the effort into it. That's, what about you? Well, Halloween's my birthday. Oh, okay. so I always I generally have like a week of costumes, like a different costume <laughs> okay. every day. But we are so busy right now at Bungalower. I, I literally just started thinking about my costume yesterday. So I'm way behind the ball today, uh-huh. this week. I don't know what to do. So I'm I'm going to be, I think my worst one was a praying mantis in high school. And I made it <laughs> out of foam. And I had extensions to my arms. That's pretty it was like good. off my shoulder. It was very like Lion King. Like It was like a giant puppet. I was in a giant praying mantis puppet. I once went as Drew Carey. i was a little chubby and i wore the glasses and a suit and (laughs) that was my costume drew carey like tall yeah (laughs) he's canadian so i drew carey is isn't he did i make that up i might be i think he He was a marine do you know that yes oh so he could have been canadian i don't know we don't have marines no i'm saying he was a marine well you can you can sign up for the marines can't you i don't think so i think i think they'd take it's like a foreign national Maybe right? They wouldn't take me. Cause I think they well. <laughs> so gay. <laughs> Not now. I'm breathing heavy just thinking about it. I can't do. It. But that might be because they're all hot. <laughs> I'd be so popular at Marine Camp. I'd just you be making so? friends, <laughs> making friends, taking names. I don't think they call it Marine Camp, by the way. They don't. We got a few more minutes. It's like music camp. <laughs> There's a bunch of new restaurants coming. Tell me one. Sticky rice. Sticky rice. Yeah. Where's this coming in at? The it's next to that great bow restaurant that you love in Mills Fifty. That I haven't been to yet. You haven't been to. I will. They're supposedly expanding. It's a pain to park right there. <laughs> Is it not? I don't know, Ian. I never did. Yeah, have you never been there? <laughs> That's why I wanted you to go for me, so it's, I didn't have to. King. So you've never been to King Bow? No. It's just the oh party. King Bow. I oh, wait. To. What are you talking about? Up the street. Oh, not Bow. Um, what's this? What are the sandwiches you like? 
Not the pillowy oh, goodness the, pillow. Oh, the... Bon Mi. Yeah, bon yeah, Mi. Yeah, yeah. So there's a place, there's a great cheap Bon Mi place. Boston Bakery? Yes. Yeah. So right next to Boston Bakery. Oh, okay. And it's called Sticky Rice. It's actually a Lao restaurant. So uh, from... Laotian. Uh, yeah. All right. But I guess you say... I guess Laotian is like... Laos? The people. And Laos is Laos the country. Is the country. And Lao is the culture. So the guy on King of the Hill, yes. Hank's, Hank's neighbor, is, yeah, from, yeah. is from Laos. <laughs> Laos, he is. I'm from Laos. <laughs> He's got 10 points, <laughs> King of the Hill. Um, I'm really excited. It looks really good. These are like what is, fermented what is Laos fish food? stuff, though. It's like Thai food. Generally, people just say it's Thai. And okay. they like sneak into the menu. But we, uh, I have a really cool video about it on bungalore.com and the write-up about sticky rice. You can get like more of a primer about what that food is. Did you go to that uh, the the sushi restaurant by in Audubon Park yet? Like the one that only two and a half people can go to at a time? I uh, no, not yet. Because <laughs> I'm mad at them. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I wanted to do a photo tour. And they wouldn't let you. And they well, they said they would, and they were super excited. And then like two hours later. Um, my buddy Fayez Kara had already been there taking photos. He wrote about it for the weekly. Uh, so you didn't want to do it I no more? I got scooped. And I'm, so I'm like, I'm boycotting them. What's the they little, don't they have like a little door there on the ground or something? <laughs> no, what is that? It's like a window. And oh. you can see their feet dangling. Oh. I think right. that's what it's for. In my head, it's like so you can see if there's people sitting there. Oh, okay. They're doing takeout boxes. But it's like the really cool like origami fabric around it. Looks, Interesting, right? Like you would do, like if you were like a worker, <laughs> and, you're, and your pretty wife makes you like your food to take, she could go demo a Japanese building. Okay, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> this picture Sound, I've written in my head. So, so you haven't been there yet? Uh, no, I can't All afford right. it. It's like one hundred fifty dollars a dinner. Wow. Yeah, it's insane, but it looks delicious. Oh yeah, yeah. Did you go to the other place, the Domu? Is that how you say it? I love Domu. I never went there either. Oh, you're talking about Capo. Capo. So it was originally Capo. Yeah. Uh, and then the group behind them, I think, was called Cadence. And then that's what they've opened now. They've moved out of East End Market. And I've opened this new spot across some Stardust Video Coffee. Uh, it's that beautiful gray building right next to the liquor shop. Yeah. And they, yeah, it's crazy. So they're they're killing it. They only seat seven people at a time. And they, it's like $150 dinners, which is why you only need to seat seven That's people. That's true. And you don't get to choose what's on a menu. They just make it. It's called omakase style. They just It's chef's choice. You just get whatever they make you. That takes some gumption to do that. I think I think it sounds really fun. Like, right? Oh, I, totally. It's, no, it's, I would do it. It's kind of like what happens if I drink too much at Parliament House and then I go to uh, IHOP. And I'm just like, whatever you want. <laughs> I say that a lot when I go out. I say, what's the best thing on the menu? Yeah. And they're like, and I'll just, and they tell me, and then, and then, and then I eat it usually. Ribeye. But, but my wife is like, she's always just like, the waiters don't want it. They don't, they hate that. I want I was bread like, no, with no. cheese on it. Cause she's vegan. That's what vegans eat. But bread I feel like, cheese. I feel like they know better than I do. Uh, you, and I like you everything. Hope if they're a server and not an order taker. True. But I, but I like difference. everything. So. You, you know, do like everything. Me. Such a nice guy. Yeah. All right, we're we're heading into our break. Yep. We'll be right back. Right back. Welcome back to Bungalower and the Bus. I am the Bus, John Busdecker. And I'm the Bungalower, Brendan O'Connor. Thanks for coming back. And here on Bungalow and the Bus, we talk about 
all things that are on bungalower.com, which uh, we cover sort of the downtown neighborhoods like College Park and and uh, Soto and yeah. Thornton Park and all those. Orlando's downtown bungalow neighborhoods. We talk about hyper-local news, so things that you generally don't get to see in the Sentinel and stuff because they're all talking about what that fancy actress wore to the awards <laughs> ceremony. So we... <laughs> So we are here at the Thirsty Topher tonight. Uh-huh, which we just learned is from that 70s show. And uh, if you're not familiar, Thirsty Topher is in Ivanhoe on Virginia. Ivanhoe, Utah. No, That's right. Uh, they used to be in a cute little warehouse before it got knocked down, <laughs> moved up the street on Virginia. Yep. Now they're right next to Planned Parenthood. And I should say, <laughs> I, won't, I won't even make a joke about no, that. No, <laughs> um, I should say, if you've missed any of our podcasts, you can get them on Apple or, or wherever you get your favorite podcast. We're Google there somewhere. Play. We also share it on bungalore.com, which yep. anything that we say here, if you want to follow it up, it's things that we've probably written about already this week. Yeah. Uh, and you can double check all my facts. You can fa- follow us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram yeah. and all that. At Orlando Bungalower. Yeah. Right. What else is going on, Brendan? Well, we we got? Just, just before the break, we were talking about uh, new restaurants. Because there's always new restaurants opening in Orlando. Seems like it. Just uh, in one door, out the other, man. <laughs> uh, Super Rico. Super. That's not, not new. new. Was a food truck. Uh, just in our food news, they are getting beer and wine license. Cool. And they're gonna be open for dinner. And Super Rico's right downtown. Yeah, it's in the. Is it a central parking Washington? garage on Central? Uh, right next to the Tap fire station and tie up and grind. And they are awesome. It's like this little Harry Potter under the stairs venue. <laughs> <laughs> they make really, it's like really good Colombian food. burgers is what they call themselves, right? Yeah, and like arepas, arepicas. And what are you uh, saying? That's what they call them. <laughs> Arepa culture. It's really good. The food, I love it there. Um, did Did you guys talk about? Is the Tap and Grind moving over here to Mills Fifty? They okay. So the owner. Did you guys it, already talk about that? I was we gone two it. weeks. So. <laughs> I think we actually wrote about that before we even started this radio show. Uh. They, the owners of Tap and Grind, are leasing a space in Mills Fifty right next to, like up the street from Guest House. Okay. Uh, from we're not yummy sandwiches, Pop Thai. Yeah. So that stretch. It's like they, where the Bart's at. They're paying for the lease still, but they no work has been done. Really? So he's sitting on it. He didn't. He just saw it. Didn't want anyone else to get it. Snatched it up. And is ruminating on what to put into it. Interesting. I, hey, man, whatever. If that's, huh. if that's up to you, I guess. That's crazy. I would even at least store something in it. Yeah. But he just didn't want anyone else to get it. Okay. So now nobody has it. All right. Well, <laughs> well, now that Mills 50 is one of the coolest neighborhoods in, in the country, Isn't according to Thrillist. Thrillist. Best or coolest? Uh, I think they actually said one of the 12 top neighborhoods that's about to get crazy popular ah, all right. is the heading. It's probably because you live there, Brendan. I, I do. I'm like right in there. <laughs> and I can see it. When I first moved here, my street was like homeless highway. There was yeah. just us and the homeless people. And now I'm surrounded by like wineries and barbecue joints. Yeah, true. Hipster party nights. And so it's, it's picking up. Uh, I'm still, what an not, honor. I'm still not convinced enough people walk along Mills at Mills. They don't. Yeah. Because they're still we're still transitioning, right? So there's still these spots like uh copier, like copy <laughs> Wait, file. You're gonna tell me the balloon, balloon store, store is not part of, <laughs> you know, of why they're awesome. That violin shop, you know, like which is beautiful. If you ever go inside, we did a and tiny if you need a violin. Store, and if you need it, 
beautiful shop, super great shop owner, but none of those uses are like conducive to people walking from one to the next, no. right? No. Uh, I don't know when or if that'll change. It's not like downtown St. Pete. I'm going to say it doesn't help that that Colonial or, or Mills is kind of busy, like a, a very large what five lanes across when you count the middle lane right it, it, it's just a busy it's dangerous. stretch there's yeah. no crosswalks yeah um it is it's super dangerous i mean unlike virginia where you can sort of hop to from bar to bar it's still dangerous because everybody's totally. moving so fast totally true yeah right there's one crosswalk on virginia yeah that's <laughs> crazy to me <laughs> there's a lot of streets like that when when so when, a lot of times you hear this brendan where you know, Orlando and Central Florida is one of the most dangerous places when it comes to walking and, and biking and all that stuff. Actually, we were just voted yeah. worst cycling city in the world. And, and people get hit all the them. time. And, and people say, well, how can you get hit? It's because people people just jump out in traffic and they don't cross at crosswalks. But I, I say this a lot. I say if I used to live off a of Lee Road um, between oh I-4 between I-4 and Mills, basically, 1792, sure. there's, like, one place to cross the street, and it's, like, a mile and a half. Like, there's no crosswalks there. So if you don't cross at yep. um, uh, Wymore and Lee, right. there's no other crosswalk. To they, call those, they call those super blocks. Yeah, it's, um, like, insane. Yeah, not meant for people and, to walk. And why would I walk a mile and a half to cross the road? Because they didn't, well, And they don't want you to walk, which is but, why it's designed like that. Because they know it's not going to be safe because the traffic's going to be But people so have to. They Yeah, and they do. Yeah. So clearly it doesn't work. Anyway. It's just this whole thing, like, you know, how can you expect people to just walk for, for miles right. to cross the road? Well, I don't know. And it's a state road. Like, Mills uh-huh. Mills is a state road. So matter, no matter what happens, it has to go through the state. Yeah. Who is, they're notorious. It's changing, but they're notorious for not caring about pedestrians. Uh-huh. I mean, this, this was the big problem out at, at UCF. Right. Uh, Alafaya and, yes. and University. I know Beth Cassip at the Orlando Sentinel calling this. She's written, and she used to write, column after column about what needs to happen right before they put a crosswalk or, or over like a something go over the street because something like like nine people have died over there like even, that's insane even church street doesn't have a crosswalk like if you're walking on gertrude's walk which uh-huh. is a pedestrian pathway and you need to cross church yeah or cross pine there's no marked crosswalks yeah yeah it's just, it, I don't know, it's it's craziness. And and over there at Mills, I, I think that's one of the big hindrances of making 1792 and Mills like really, really cool. It's just that that street is so busy and there's just, you know, people drive 45, 50 miles yeah. an hour. I don't know if some, like, if the tourist company paid Thrillist to write about it. I, I don't know I, if You that... know, whenever I see a story from Thrillist or Wallet Hub, I take that with a grain of salt. Right. I mean, you know, I'm, I, Everybody's don't get me wrong. Saying, I, I'm so. glad they, they feature it. It's right. cool. But when I see Wallet, when Wallet Hub tells me that Orlando is the best place for valentine's day i'm just like whatever like <laughs> well I you miss it when you were gone we were voted in the top most vegetarian friendly cities i saw that and right you know there's a lot around but i don't know if they're number three in the country uh, wasn't they number three yeah that's we, right behind new york and portland yeah that don't seem right to me <laughs> i mean there are a lot i mean there's a lot but i, right. I don't know if we're number three uh, I I believe, but them. it was based because I like read. I believe everything shop. I read on the internet. But it was based on like salad. So if we markets have a lot of non, like if you can use your food stamps to get vegetables at the markets, that's a big thing. And I know I know people who worked really hard on those programs to make that happen. I, I guess I think we're pretty good. I don't know if we're like 
I just don't. That's what. That's what I, I would argue. I, I don't know if we're number three. I'm not saying we're bad. Right. I just don't know if we're number three in the country. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So anyway, so what, so what were we talking about? Mills Fifty. Yeah, we were talking about Mills Fifty being cool in the and top it is. twelve places it's, to live in the country. It's gotten better. Right. I just think there. I don't know if it's we made that like tipping point we yet. We need crosswalks. We need probably more cooler shops. There's cool shops, but there needs to be more. More like retail stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All the it's way. It's happening. It's happening slowly. I mean, right? really, Mills, when they say Mills 50, or when I think Mills 50, and, and there's probably a zone for it, but when I think Mills basically stops at Mills Park yeah, and goes to roughly Colonial. Right. There's a little bit past there, but... Actually, Mills Park, it's funny. We're working on a story right now about Mills Park because people are getting towed. They're parking in Mills Park and then like trying to enjoy the hood oh, around really? it. Oh, really? Uh, I didn't know they were towing them. Well, the the property company Ram Management has been towing people, huh? Right, and someone actually who we spoke to parked at Yamasan, so the Japanese restaurant there in the in Mills Park, and when they came out, their car was gone. So they were patroning a restaurant on property, and it's gone. So if I'll tell you one thing, if you want to be one of the coolest places to live, you can't be towing people who are patroning local no, businesses. No. And, and, you know, that's an issue, I think, a little bit on iDrive as well. And, and now there's a – I know this isn't the zone we usually talk about, but now there's, like, two parking garages on iDrive where you can probably park and walk. Right. But, you know, what do you do here? I guess you just park in the neighborhoods. Which people do, you know. I do. Because I live there. I, I see that until 3 in the morning people are parking in front it's of public my house. street. I can park anywhere I want. Yeah, you, you can, and people do. <laughs> <laughs> just don't park your motorbike. By my bedroom window at three yeah, in the morning. I, I agree. That's the worst. <laughs> lose, lose my mind. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, a, but that's a problem. Actually, here when we came to Thirsty Topher, uh, I thought something was going on tonight. Is there something going there's on? There's a concert happening. No, here right. down down by right uh, here. Yeah, there's a concert happening in uh, Factor in the oh, warehouse really? across the street. I didn't know that. Hideaway is very popular. Thirsty Topher is right here. The venue, even though it's getting torn up because of construction for the yard, uh-huh. uh, they have performances almost every night. So there's a lot happening here. But the only way that you can patron these businesses is to park now on the public streets because the actual businesses like Planned Parenthood or across the street Project Seven Yoga. Uh, these this is relatively new they all have no parking signs displayed which that's really? i've never seen that before and i'm guessing on their property or on their property oh, okay. as you enter these parking lots which i think people have just been using before like without actually caring about it uh the problem comes when you're drinking and then you leave your car and then it's taken up that spot the next yeah. day i've had a car in front of my house for three days really because oh, i'm guessing someone that. just lost it right you calling that <laughs> no not oh. yet I don't want to be that guy. I'm already yelling at people to get off my lawn. <laughs> so I, I can't yell at you for parking in but this public is, street. But this is, I think these are the growing pains you have with a city like Orlando. I mean, we met your friend tonight who lives in Atlanta. Right. If he lived, if if I don't know where he lives, but if he lived off a strip where there was a lot of bars and then there's a neighborhood, I'm sure all the parking spots are taken all the time. It's just that's life in a city. Yeah, but, uh, and that's and I think that's a new Especially thing. Especially if you're in a very popular hood, like you, like you never see. We write about real estate all the time on Bungler.com, and I'm always looking on like Zillow.com to see what's popping up. There are never houses for sale for more than like a day here in Ivanhoe. Oh Village. yeah, no, I had to go through all that Snatched when I bought my that, house, right? And you ended up in North County. I did because <laughs> <laughs> you wanted a good priced home, uh-huh. right? You didn't want to pay four hundred thousand dollars for a bungalow. We could do a whole show on the price of on the right real estate. Maybe in, we in will Orlando, but like I'm paying 
just because I'm very, I have an amazing landlord, I'm paying a thousand dollars a month for a house. Uh huh. Like when does that ever happen? Oh, I know. There's a woman who uh, who I talk to every now and then. She actually says she goes on bungalow or a lot because she wants to find a apartment for under fifteen hundred dollars. She said she has a house. She she recently right. sold her house. She's like, I can't find a two two apartment for under two thousand. You like, can't. It's That's crazy what, because we we're always writing about people buying homes. That's why we started doing the rental roundup. Yeah for things under $1,500 because that's everyone's like, you're just talking about people buying homes that nobody can afford. You I have to be uh, talking that's about true. rental. That's true. But it's crazy. Like, like I, I don't know how people do it. I mean, I got lucky and, and I ended up finding a house that was very affordable. And when I rented, I was lucky because I found a guy who, who rented me his house for pretty good price. But I don't know how yeah. some people do it. I could never get a house that we're in $1,000 with water included. Oh, no. A month? That's crazy. No, it is. Right? Yeah. And we're very lucky, which is why we're still there. Yeah. Um, but I couldn't. Where else am I going to find that? I'm going to end up in a pop. You're going to be Kissimmee. Yeah, right. It's going to be right about the bungalow the here pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a problem, you know. It really is. I'm no, a creative. It really is. I'm I'm writing a lot about Orlando, and if I'm getting priced out of the area that I'm working about, that, uh-huh. that's an issue that needs to get looked at. But if you're only building affordable housing, you know, in areas that. that that I'm not supposed to be in. Uh-huh. Um, how does that help anyone? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. know. This is something to keep an eye on. What else we got, Brendan? We talked about Lao, right? Yeah. We talked about Orlando being one of the worst cycling cities we, in we the world. We touched on that. Where, where did that come from? Who said that? Uh, I can't remember. All right. Well, somebody said it. It's on bungalore.com. Uh-huh. But it's, uh, I believe that. I've never heard in the world. We, we, we've always placed... <laughs> Actually, there's been a number of years where we placed worse than the country. Yeah. Well, this has to do with walking, biking. I think it all sort of gets lumped together, doesn't this, it? This, I think, is more cycling-specific. Cycling. Okay. Is it because of... There's no protected bike lanes. I know they say sometimes Orlando's right. a, a bad place to bike, not just because people get hit, because there's just not, uh, there's not like bike lanes and there's not a sure. lot of that stuff. It's not just getting hit. There's more to yeah, it than that. Nobody knows what Cheryl's are... Uh, I've been hit by a car like three times on a bike. Uh huh. Twice was how in many, Canada, but once. How much do you think here. it has to do with tourists coming here and just not paying attention while they're it's driving? It's downtown. I well, to be honest, when I remember what's the name, Michael. There's a great uh, pub. This guy who did performance art and he's moved to DC since. Oh, Brian Feldman. Brian Feldman. Yeah. When the there was a study released, they released the top. 20 places that people get hit and die in Orlando and he did a, a event where he walked those intersections ah. so he could have died uh-huh. but he did it slowly and walked across and I worked with him because I did little monuments at each one and most of them were these huge intersections that didn't have any crosswalks and people were just forced to like run yeah. or you only get a split second and then you have to sit on the island and then wait for your next go in like 5-10 minutes so like uh, Kirkman, Kirkman, like over by like by Universal. Valencia? Oh, by Universal. Yeah, like okay. that area or um, Semeron, like the Semeron exit from. I'm sure the Fort, Semeron ones are bad. Right. Yeah. From Colonial. That's like, like a the, seven lane highway. basically. Right? Like. People. And that's I remember when I was walking out to put the monument there. 
Like just thinking about that, like the and and that's why they were built. They were never built. I mean, they were built to to move large amounts of cars, right, cars. quickly, and that's it. Yeah, they were. But it's literally they call the actually it's interesting in in environmental terms when you have something like that, uh, and you cause a lot of roadkill. That's called a mortality sink because okay. you lose populations of wildlife closer to hardscape surfaces. You just expect that to happen. But nobody really applies that to humans and human living. Like you are, you're segmenting up human habitat with these large arterial roads that nobody can get across and you die. Uh-huh. Like in Bithlow, you know, yeah. we've talked about that before. They were, you're cut off. They didn't have a bus route. The only way to get into town if you didn't have a car was to walk across the Econ River Bridge. Yeah. And they didn't have a pedestrian shoulder. And so it's like a foot to a foot and a half little shoulder uh, where these kids were trying to walk across if they had like a job or something and people were getting hit all the time and dying. Yeah. And now they've expanded it, but they just don't think about that. Yeah. Wow. Another downer. I know. Why don't you get some positive news? You media types. Bubble tea. All right. <laughs> There's this thing called Vivi. 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 Um, All right. Bubble tea. It's a chain. They have 20 locations across the country. Super insanely popular for social media like hipster kids because they have bubble tea with like candy, cotton candy nice. sticking out of the top or uh, drinks and light bulbs. And cool. Oh, I, I heard a story about that. Yeah. So they're I, think I heard an NPR story <laughs> about uh, drinks and light bulbs. Okay. Well, they're moving to the most 50. Cool. It's the coolest neighborhood All right. ever. Uh, I heard that. If I remember right, the, the problem with it was like to get the glasses. There's like one factory that makes the, cause you don't just use like a real light bulb. Right. It's like a, company that makes light bulb shaped glasses and there was like one company that does it and they're not really easy to get or something like that i love it don't yeah. break it yeah that <laughs> kid that breaks it yeah. oh my gosh uh they should be opening up in i want to say the end of i think they said before december where are they opening 11 11 colonial so across from snap oh okay and the new uh smoke shop <laughs> What's that called? There's like all kinds of smoke Lust, shops. Lust smoke shop? No, it's uh right at Mills and Colonial. Yeah, they moved into that old dentist shop. I thought that was a Anthony's Pizza. It was okay. <laughs> and then a dentist shop was gonna open. Okay, so somewhere over there. Yeah, so right across the street. Okay, awesome. Yeah, cool. Um, Super Rico. The library is getting some fencing. Really? Which you know, who cares? But it's like fancy f- fencing. Why do they need? What do they need fencing for? To keep homeless people from pooping on their steps. <laughs> I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be honest, John. Is that really? It. It's uh. That's what's happening. They're, they've they've spent a lot of money on landscaping, <laughs> and and the facade is gonna look beautiful. I, we we shared the sketches on bungalow.com, and it's like glass on the concrete brutal brutal structure. It looks really cool. Uh, but when you walk by. You know, there's things, weird things happening in those alcoves. Well, you know, yeah, the library is open to everybody, Brendan. It is. That's why it's a library. But you know what? They got public restrooms. So it's true. Use them. Yeah, have I already explained to you that I think they should have showers at the library? <laughs> yes. Have I already told that theory to you? Okay. Outside. Yeah, why not? They could put. Why I'm not surprised. inside ones? They have they have inside showers at truck stops. We have a we have a bring to Orlando column, uh, <laughs> where we want things like that to happen. It's a revolutionary theory. They need. They also need public restrooms. Like just you don't have to go in a building. Uh-huh. Just have a public restroom. Yeah. Downtown, 
And like every day, Church Street has to hose off their buildings. Yeah. That's oh, a thing. They, because they, they get like peed paid? on. They get peed on. Sometimes the parking Fire garages station, smell like pee, too. They do. After it rains, there's puddles of pee. <laughs> puddles of pee. So Heard you think here. there should be downtown uh, public restrooms? Yeah, man. Think of all the water you'd save. It's true. <laughs> you true. Just, just well, they just put clean. in those like new garbage cans, didn't they, downtown? They did. did the, they call big belly garbage cans. Yeah. It's like an R2-D2 unit. Why not put in some, uh, some bathrooms? I'll tell you what. If put in a restroom, you're... Things will look better. You already have the clean team. That's they can't just pick up trash all day. <laughs> have them like clean out a. Is that a public bathrooms at Lake Eola? So it's not like it's unheard of. But on the other side, but I'm saying it's not unheard of to right. have a public bathroom. But then somewhere. that's also those close at night. You can't go there when the night falls, uh. and that's really when people are peeing in public. Generally, I'm sure uh. there's a couple slip ups, right? <laughs> but, but why not? Why doesn't Church Street, these entertainment districts downtown, when you close all of Orange Avenue, you know, me and Mills 50, I gener- I, I see people peeing in my street all the time, <laughs> sometimes in my yard. And so <laughs> public restrooms make sense. You think so? Yes. All right. Canada has them. Germany has them. You know, like do it. I just can't think of them where they're at in Toronto. I wonder I if they have them in New Orleans. They might. Right? I, I don't know. They probably don't care. All right. Nor this is Let's care. open up. I'm sorry one. we just talked about All right. public peeing. We have like a so minute and a half to talk about what's going on this weekend. There is a Solar Bears game. Solar Bears are opening this Good. Saturday. Good. Now that guy will stop tweeting at, at us the about end. it. <laughs> Whatever your name That's a big deal. Veg Fest is this weekend. Veg Fest? Halloween stuff. Southern Knights <laughs> has a $1,000 costume contest. Uh, I think Parliament House has like a million dollars. That's on Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday. Ah. Uh, Rich Weirdos, Rocky Horror Picture Show at Universal Studios. That's like the best ongoing series. Go see that. Halloween Block Party at Church Street was a $3,000 prize. Um, Terror on Church Street at Stonewall. Sunday, there's Walking Dead watch parties. Every Sunday, there's Walking Dead watch parties at the Falcon. You can go check that out, 9 o'clock. Tasty Takeover at Will's 11 with food trucks, Orlando Ballet, Swan Lake, and uh, the Fall Records CD show at the... Oh, I might go to that. At the Central Florida Fairgrounds. I might go to that. It's like 80 vendors. I know. <laughs> right? I, I'm going to go. All right, cool. What else well, are you doing? What are you going to do this weekend? I might go. I'm going to the Magic game tonight. I'm actually there right now as you're <laughs> listening to this. Uh, maybe I'll go to the Solar Bears game. Okay. Two games. No, I'm going to see the Florida Project this weekend. That's good. Have at, you seen it? At Enzian? No. You haven't seen it yet? It looks very sad. Well, you know. I have to be in the right mood It's for shot that. in Central Florida, so got to see it. I'm going to go to Critical Mass on Friday tonight. Okay. So you've probably already honked your horn at me. <laughs> I was holding you up on your Hopefully way home. Hopefully you're alive still. <laughs> I haven't figured anything else out. All right. We'll leave it at that, Brendan. You're sneezing. <laughs> As I'm all so right. excited. We will see you all next week. Thanks for tuning in to Bungalore and the Bus. Bungalore and the Bus.